the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone, watching me on Facebook Live at Anderson Speaks is my handle there. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, WAVA 105.1 FM also on the AM station somewhere you can find them thanks a lot for hanging out with me we're covering all of DC Maryland Virginia parts of West Virginia and Pennsylvania as well so thanks a lot for tuning in it is a call-in talk show and let me tell you how we roll if you're new to the show first of all we've got marriage Mondays tough topic Tuesdays that's today wisdom Wednesdays Theological Thursdays, and then open phone-in Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. Today is Tough Topic Tuesday, and given uh, the fact that we're always uh, in relationships, you know, we talk about reconciliation, racial reconciliation, religious reconciliation. Today, let's talk about relational reconciliation. Here's the topic, navigating relational conflicts navigating relational conflicts are you in conflict right now uh, with someone on the job with someone in a friendship or maybe a family member maybe even a spouse what is the best way to deal with conflict with those you love that's what we're talking about today if you have a question about it or maybe you're thinking through how you can build this bridge across the troubled waters of conflict i'm here to help you out maybe we can figure it out together my phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. The scripture teaches us about conflict, how to not necessarily always avoid it, but how do you manage it, navigate it, work through it. I want to help you work through. Maybe you're not in conflict, which is great, but, you know, when you have the holidays coming, Thanksgiving, Christmas, You've got the Valentine's Day and times when family come together, relationships are supposed to be uh, nice and loving and familial, and oftentimes someone says or does something, it throws the whole thing off. Well, how can we help uh, prevent some of that 
how do you get your spirit ready uh, just in case, case conflict comes? What can you learn when you're not in conflict, right, uh, to help you so then when you get in it, you have tools to rely on. Well, I'm here to help you out. Love to talk you through it. And if, again, you, you're dealing with a conflict, let's talk about it before you get home. Okay. Here's my number, 888-843-BRIDGE. My lines are now open. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you help us to get through conflict, even when our flesh wants to stay in it. Would you give us your grace today over our conversation? We commit the show to you now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Together, everyone said, amen and amen. A couple other ways you can get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com, andersonspeaks.com, or you can go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com, embracegracism.com. Now, if you want to give me a call live in studio, maybe you're in the middle of conflict, maybe you're in an argument, maybe you don't agree uh, and you're not quite sure how to communicate disagreement, let's talk about it. Give me a call, 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. Navigating relational conflicts, that is today's topic. Now, let me tell you what uh, Jesus tells uh, tell Simon. He says, if your brother offends you, then you are supposed to go to that brother. In Matthew 18, he tells the story of, of, uh, you know, what you're supposed to do, or he gives the command and tells us how we're supposed to handle it. The problem in many churches and even families, and of course fam uh, churches are made up of families, is that we don't uh, listen to or obey God's wisdom when it comes to conflict. This is what it says in verse 15 of Matthew 18. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault just between the two of you, did you get it? Just between the two of you. Highlight that, underline it. I'm going to underline it again in my Bible because I think that this is where we mess up. We talk to other people about conflict we have with other people. And we should be talking with the person directly, not to other people. And in churches, we want other people to pray about it with us. Uh, in families, we want other people to agree with us before we go talk to the person. Uh, sometimes we just kind of put it under uh, counsel. Can I get your counsel, your wisdom? Uh, and, and sometimes there's nothing wrong with that, but oftentimes it's just a highfalutin way of gossiping. Uh, what we need to do is take God at his word. Let me read it again. If your brother sins against you, go and show, it, show him his fault just between the two of you. It goes on to say, if he listens to you, you have won your brother over. If he listens to you, you've won your brother over. But if he will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So 15 tells us that we need to first do it in private conversation. If you're going to confront someone, do it in private conversation. If it doesn't work, then you move to the second uh, level, which we find in verse 16, which is private conference, where you may bring two or three others into it who can be a part of the solution, not a part of you know the problem. You just don't want to bring people in who don't belong there, but you want to think through who could really help us get through this. So that's sort of the first two steps. Oftentimes we violate those. 
So be, you know, they say be a man, you go right direct to, directly to someone, be a man, be a woman, be a boy, be a girl, just be obedient to God's word. Next time someone offends you, go to them, tell them how they offended you. And hopefully in that private conversation, or maybe it's multiple private conversations, you can come to an agreement. And if that happens and you win your brother or your sister, then leave it there. Don't talk about it anymore. You don't have to bring it back up. You've won them. They've repented. You can move forward. How many conflicts would be over if we just did it God's way? Well, here's my number if you want to call me to talk about it, 888-432-7434. That's my number live in studio. My studio lines are now open. This would be a great time to call 888-43-BRIDGE. That's 888-432-7434. And remember, any conflict can be handled if you handle it God's way. It starts with private conversation and then it moves to private conference if you can't win them at private conversation. But what happens if even through private conference you get two or three others together and they still won't change? When I come back, we'll talk about that. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. smelly basement and let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered paint in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate 500 to my show if you end up doing business with them but most of all get your basement fix. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textspiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. 
you have any conflict? Do you deal with conflict well? Do you avoid conflict? That's not the way to handle it. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, and we're talking today on this Tough Topic Tuesday about navigating relational conflicts. How do you deal with conflict? Do you avoid it? Uh, Do you um, sort of rush right into it like the bull in a china shop? Have you heard the principles of Scripture to help you with it? So far, we've been talking about what Jesus says when we are offended. You know, some people are so easily offended. Other people are not offended hardly about anything. They don't take anything personal. And then there are a lot of people who do take things personal. So everyone is different. What kind of person are you? Are you the one that you take things pretty personal? Or for the most part, you're good unless somebody really sort of stabs you with a comment on purpose to try to hurt you. Otherwise, you assume the benefit of the doubt and you assume people didn't mean it or it's not that big of a deal. You just are pretty easy like that. But then there are others, uh, no matter what you say, they're, they've read something into it. They're, they're wondering whether uh, you're talking about them and why did you say what you said. And it's just a, sort, of, sort of every kind of conversation you have, it seems like eight out of ten of them, you've probably shot yourself in the foot or, you know, you got to feel like you got to walk on eggshells because they tend to take everything personally. Part of it is just understanding different personalities. So, you know, if you're dealing with somebody that's easily offended, you do have to handle them with kid gloves. You do have to handle them and be more uh, delicate with the way you use your words, more precise, less free in your language, and more clear because you don't want somebody to be uh, hurt or offended or to misunderstand you. And for some people, it just takes more work to relate to them. All right? Maybe you're one of those people or maybe you know someone like that. It just takes more work to relate to them so they are not easily offended. Then there are others who uh, who are quite offensive all the time and don't even realize it. And so they look behind them, and there's a, a slew of dead bodies behind them because they've slashed them up and didn't even realize it. That's another kind of person who is overly offensive but doesn't even realize uh, or care of the, the way that they sling their words without any stewardship, without any delicacy. And so you can have both uh, extremes, right? of people who are overly offensive and people who are overly offended. Uh, I want to talk to you about it. Are you one of those people? Do you know people like that? Uh, Do you have any questions about how to deal with uh, such uh, folk? Because today's question on the table, what is the best way to deal with conflict, especially with those you love? Here is my number, 888-432-7434. That's my number live in studio. You can give me a call now and just say hello to my call screener, and they'll send you on through. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Get in where you fit in. We're talking today about navigating relational conflict. And for those of you on my Facebook Live page, thanks a lot uh, for tuning in there. If you want to go to my social media, by the way, just go to at Anderson Speaks, okay? And that'll get you to my my Facebook page. It'll also get you to my Instagram as well as my Twitter. So uh, feel free to tweet comments from the show, and I'll try to retweet what you say as well as on Facebook. Of course, often I will uh, I will talk right back to you directly there. So at Anderson Speaks is my handle for my Facebook Live page, all right? So thanks a lot uh, for going there as well. And a uh, a big hello to Linda Genty 
uh, Isker Zach on my Facebook page, as well as Delbert Pope. Good afternoon to both of you. Thanks for tuning in there. Here's my phone number, 888-432-7434. Or if you're trying to remember the number as you drive, 888-43-BRIDGE. Today we're talking about navigating relational conflict. And in the Word of God, we were talking about Jesus in Matthew 18 as he is saying, if, if a brother sins against you, show him his, go and show him his fault. Now, let me just say to you, that's where some people drop the ball right there. They're offended, all right? We don't, you don't have to be offended about everything, right? But let's say you happen to be offended by something, all right? What are you supposed to do? Step one, go to them. That's exactly what the text says. Go and show him his fault, all right? You have to go and show it. Why? Because he may not see it. He may not even know that he hurts you. She may not even know what she said in the meeting. And so your job, if you are offended, now if you're not offended, you know, so you let it roll off your back, I think that's appropriate. But you know that you're offended when you start talking to other people about something. That's how you know. Because you may say, oh, no, that doesn't bother me. And then before you know it, you're having coffee, you're at the water cooler, or you're talking to your spouse later that night, or you're talking to other people at the office about the very thing that they said. That's how you know you're offended. So you can't say, oh, no, I'm not offended. But then you talk about it to other people. That's a clue. You're offended. So then what does the text say? The text says, if you're offended, if someone sins against you, go to them. So that's step one. You actually have to give them a call, shoot them a text. Say, uh, uh, Bob, you know, can we can we talk for just a couple of minutes? I want to run something by you. And then Bob comes in and says, hey, listen, the way you uh, said that in a meeting in front of everybody, it really made me feel diminished, embarrassed, uh, and, and it hurt, dude. And so, you know, it doesn't make me look good in front of my boss. And, and uh, you know, what were you thinking there? Or were you trying to hurt me or were you just not thinking about it, you know, what you were saying? And then Bob says, you know, Derek, I am so sorry, dude. I don't even – uh, barely remember it. I surely wasn't thinking about embarrassing you, and I really apologize. Uh, I'll try not to do that again. And then, you know, you, you, you say to him, you know what? Hey, thanks a lot, man. You know, no big deal. Forgive you. Done. I just wanted to clarify, so thank you so much. Okay, it's over. All right? It should be over. Okay? That's how it's supposed to work. That's God's plan. All right? Because we are going to step on one another's toes. We're going to hurt one another. We're going to embarrass one another. So this is supposed to help us. All right. Now, let me tell you what generally happens. Okay, so somebody in the meeting says the wrong thing. And so what happens? Sure enough, you got it. I'm going to tell three other people what happened. Can you believe that he said that? I felt so embarrassed. I can't even believe. How, how can he even throw you under the bus like that? You know, and then people are instigating. Yeah, he did that to me in a meeting too. Now you have three or four people feeling some kind of way about this person who probably doesn't even know what they did. And if they do know what they did, they, you should handle it with them directly. You see what I'm saying? And so we've missed the very first part of the command, which is go. That's the command. Go and tell your brother or sister how they offended you. Today we're talking about navigating relational conflict. If you want to talk to me about it, maybe you're in conflict, maybe you're thinking through how to deal with one, or maybe you're thinking through how to prevent one that's coming maybe over the holidays or with family members, guess what? You can give me a call. My number is 888-432-7434. That is the number live in studio. 
All right. Also, step one, go and show your fault. Denise Sims uh, puts that right up there on Facebook Live. Thanks for that, Denise. You can my note taker and let everybody in the world know what we're talking about. So that's step one. It says, uh, if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. That's step one. And how do you do it? Just between the two of you, if he listens. So there's a conditional clause there, if he listens. All right. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. Uh, If he doesn't listen to you, so it's a possibility, right, that he's not going to listen. It's a possibility he's going to say to you, really, dude, you're embarrassed over that? Come on. You're extra sensitive. Don't be embarrassed over that. Don't feel that way. And walks out. Now uh, you're in a situation where you're really in conflict. So you can try a couple of times more to to clean it up with him, but it's not going to work. Then it goes on and tells us in the next verse what we're supposed to do. Bring one or two others along. So now you have an opportunity to talk to two or three other people. The key here is making sure you choose the right two or three other people. All right, so you, sometimes you just bring in one person, maybe you bring in two, it, it, but who are those people? It depends on your context. All right, if, if it's a family situation, it uh, depends on who the family members are. You know, if it's a work situation, it depends. Do you bring another employee or do you bring people who were there at the time of the infraction that were in the meeting with you? Do you bring in HR, human resources? You see, so it's going to, it is going to depend. There's freedom here. There's flexibility here. I would say pray through who can be a part of the solution, right? Not just who's on your side, but also who can see it objectively to make sure that I'm not seeing it, uh, you know, too sensitively as well. So those two or three are critical, and it's important that they are two or three people who are not gossipers or who are not people full of drama. Otherwise, you've just multiplied the effect of the drama. So be discerning in who you choose, all right? So there you have private conversation, step one uh, overall, and then private uh, conference as sort of the second general setting, if you will, of uh, this step-by-step process of handling conflict. And let me give you the number one more time, and my calls are, uh, my call screeners are ready to go, and my uh, lines are now open, 888 Four three two, seven four, three four. Now let's kick it off in Manassas, Virginia, with Chris, who's on the line. Hey, Chris, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing well. I hope you are too. Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks a lot for calling. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, okay. I was wondering. Um, I am not a person who likes confrontation, pretty much try to avoid it as much as possible, mm-hmm. but I'm getting better as I get older. Good. Um, my question really is, <laughs> what do you do if um, you have a family member who you don't, um, you do feel like you have to walk on eggshells around, mm-hmm. but um, you don't feel like you need to address it because you don't see them that, that much mm-hmm. throughout the year? Yeah. And um, or if you have a a problem, you you know, there's tension there. But is it something you really need to delve into? Because, yes, they're um, they're they're your brother's wife, but you just don't see them that often. So what what's the biblical response to that? It depends. Most likely just leave it alone. But it depends if they're personally offending you. If they're not personally offending you. You just kind of don't like them or they kind of, you know, you're, you're afraid you're going to uh, step on the eggshell and they're going to crack and things of that sort. Then yeah. I'd kind of just leave it alone. But if they personally are, right. are offending you, 
by saying something or doing something that's hurtful, embarrassing, then yes, I would I would uh, handle it. But otherwise, if they're not, like you said, Chris, you don't see them that often. Why yeah. even have a dust yeah. up with your brother or with other family members? You know, yeah. and it's a short period of time, so it would be okay, in my opinion, to just let it go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I thought that feels better for okay, me. Okay, good. But good. I kind of wondered if it's because I'm non confrontational in right. general. Right, so, but I love the fact that you wanted you wanted a, a soundboard on, and I'm just affirming what you already know to be true. Yeah. So I, I give you permission on that one. Now there are probably other times when you know if because you don't yeah. like confrontation, you might be backing down, and you should be stepping up. But in this particular case, right. I think you're okay just letting it go. Oh, okay. Well, right. I have some freedom there. So there thank you, you go. very much. All right, Chris. Thanks for hanging out with <laughs> me today on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Let me go to Anonymous uh, on the on the screen right now. In fact, let me do this. Before I go to Anonymous, i got to go to my break. But Anonymous, as soon as I come back, I'll get to you as well as in Rockville, Maryland. I want to talk to Avil, who is on the line as well. As soon as I get back, we're going to continue to talk about navigating relational conflicts. All right, we're Join Son of David Congregation for an unforgettable benefit concert with award-winning contemporary Christian artist Michael Card. Hear the man who wrote such classics as El Shaddai, I Will Be Here, and Heal Our Land, the anthem for the National Day of Prayer. Enjoy a night of worship, music, and evangelistic teaching. Learn how Son of David Congregation plans to reach the lost and tell them about the Jewish Messiah, Yeshua. Concert starts at 7 p.m. on December 15th at Rockville High School in Rockville. Visit sonofdavid.org to purchase your tickets today. Christmas with Michael W. Smith. It's the most wonderful time. Saturday, December 15th, Hilton Memorial Chapel, Woodbridge, Virginia. All your Christmas favorites with special guest Melinda Doolittle. Purchase tickets at eventbrite.com. Christmas with Michael W. Smith with special guest Melinda Doolittle. Hi, Don Crow here. Not sure you've heard this recent statistic, but in the United States, 108 million people are on diets, making the annual revenues in the weight loss industry over $20 billion. Meanwhile, in developing countries, 7.6 million people die from hunger each year, and over 2 million of those are children. A child dies every 3.9 seconds from hunger, which means 21,000 will die just today. The good news is there is an answer. Through Cross International and our partners in Guatemala and other developing nations, a single gift of only $39 can feed a child for an entire year. Children who desperately need food and the love of Christ. You can help right now by calling 888-257-4255 or by going online to WAVA.com. Please join WAVA and Cross International right now, would you? Call 888-257-4255 or go online to WAVA.com. And thank you so much for helping us put this campaign up and over the top. Now playing. What are you fighting for? Gotta do what my father could. The movie event, 40 years in the making. Dragos kid. It's dangerous. Arrives. You got people that need you now. Creed 2 will make the whole family stand up and cheer. 
Michael B. Jordan. And we gotta do this together because we're a team. Sylvester Stallone. Now you know what you're fighting for. What's your name? Creed 2. Ready PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewall. Welcome back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You made it to the second half of the show. It's a Tough Topic Tuesday, and we're talking about navigating relational conflicts. Uh, What's the best way to deal with conflict with those you love? Feel free to give me a call. My number is 888-432-7434. Big shout-out to Denise Sims on my Facebook Live page. She's taking notes for you. So even if uh, you're listening to this in the car and you want to go back and see what these steps are and what this teaching is, just go to my Facebook page and look for the steps right there. So far, we've said step one, go and show uh, the fault. All right. So if you're in conflict with someone, they offend you, go and show them their fault. All right. Hopefully they'll repent. It's all over. Step two, if that doesn't happen, pray and bring two or three into a private conference with you to try to get it settled, okay? So that's where we are so far. All right, it goes on in uh, Matthew 18 to tell us some more things. If for some reason you still can't win your brother or sister, we'll get to that a little bit later, but I do want to go to the phone lines now. So let's start with Anonymous calling from our listening area. Hi, Anonymous. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hi, good. So what are you thinking today? Can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, I have a uh, question, a real dilemma. Um, I have a 32-year-old daughter, and I have two grandchildren, and um, my daughter is not talking to me. Um, She's a a quote-unquote recovering addict, but her behavior says different right now that she's recovering. But anyways... Um, she's mad because, every, you know, I continuously have raised the bar and put boundaries in her life, well, or in my life, mm-hmm. and I was a huge enabler until I really got on board, but, um, she will not, I have not seen my grandchildren in MS four weeks, and mm-hmm. she will not answer a text, she will not answer anyone for anything, and I'm at a crossroads. I really miss, especially my grandson, who is seven. Yeah. He's kind of like a son to me. I mean, he's lived with me and yeah, since yeah. he's been born, and I'm really hurting. I have no contact at all. I'm really sorry. I've gone to the school, which I, it's really hard. I've gone to the school, which the school knows me really well, because I've done the pickup taken and, mm. you know, um, appointments, and I went up there the um, about a week ago, because I was really missing him after work, and I went there, and they just 
were pretty upset. They didn't know. They were like, how do, I don't know how to say this, but your daughter has said, like, no contact. And I'm like, what? I'm, mm. So anyways, I'm floored, and I just don't know where, how to proceed. I really don't. You know, mm. I continually pray. My friends pray. And, um, and, and then I know God's got this, and he's doing something, I guess, behind the scenes because I don't feel anything. But, do, you um, know, do you know why know. she's mad at you? Yeah, because I, I mean, I just put, I put the boundaries higher and higher for her, and she is okay. rebelling against so, it. And she doesn't like it. Okay, I'm so I'm not going to enable her anymore. Exactly. So a part of you making the decision not to en- enable her is the consequence of her retaliating. So this is her retali- exactly. This is her retaliation. So what you'll have to do, anonymous, and I don't know how to say this except to give it to you in real talk language you're just going to have to deal with the separation and grieve the loss of this relationship for now she's using the children she knows you love those children so she's using that oh yeah as, of course she always uses them as pawns. As a, yeah it's, a, it's, a, pa- it's so a power play it is but she has the right to do it because she is the mother and so what you'll need to do is mm-hmm. just uh, grieve the loss and uh, walk away and go ahead and uh, uh, pray for her, pray for the kids, but walk mm-hmm. away. And, you know, when the time comes, she's going to come back to you when she needs you. And then you're going to have to have mm-hmm. a strict conversation with her that you'll not continue this relationship if now two things are happening. One, if her addiction flares up and she breaks the boundary you already set, and now two, there's a second boundary. If you use the children as a pawn against me, I am not going to accept you back because I I can't deal with them in and out of my life. So what she is doing now Mm -hmm. is creating now a second boundary rule that you're going to have to bring up when she comes back to you. Now, when she does come back to you, you do want to forgive her, but you want to make sure you make this a boundary rule. If you don't make it a boundary rule and you just accept the kids back and say, I'm so glad you're back, I missed you guys, and all of this, she's going to know that she won. She's going to do it again, and your heart's going to be ripped out of your Mm -hmm. chest six months from now. So I I don't know if I'm helping you here, but I just want to put some thoughts in your mind for when she does come running back. You are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely you are, and you're just, like, confirming it more, you know, of what, you know, so far I've just kind of been writing it out and, that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah. okay. Well, thanks a lot. You're so welcome, anonymous. God bless you. And it's not easy, is it? It's not easy when people have bad behavior. It's not easy when people have addictions. It's but it's not easy when they use kids as a pawn. And this is a this is a tough situation. You know, even our church, you may have somebody separated, a couple separated, and one puts the child in the in the child care or the children's ministry, and another one just shows up and wants to take them out and. And, uh, you know, we have very, very strict rules in our church about this. Uh, you know, the person that wears the wristband and, and legally puts them in is the one that has to legally take them out. Uh, and the, the reality is we deal with conflict. And these conflicts then have these consequences that really do hurt, don't they? And so this is why we need to learn how to do it Jesus' way and deal with it, especially when you're dealing with addiction. That just takes it to another level, right? Hey, listen, I'm coming back. Can't wait to talk to you, Avel in Rockville and Nat in Gaithersburg. We'll be right back. Like a brand new pair of jeans. I feel like taking chances. I feel a lot like 17. 
asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Digluhailu answered in one of her essays like this, I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Digluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition. Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. See you on my Facebook Live. Thank you so much. At Anderson Speaks is my handle there, at Anderson Speaks. I appreciate you. We are talking today about navigating relational conflicts. Uh, what is the best way to deal with conflict with those you love? Well, we've been learning from God's Word and from one another. And so let me run right back to the phone lines. I'm going to go to Rockville, Maryland. Talk to Avil, who's on the line now. Hey, Avil, it's Dr. Anderson. How are you? Dr. Anderson. Hi. Good, yourself? God bless you. I'm doing just fine. Thanks for calling me. Um, turn your radio down just a little bit so we don't hear an echo. And tell me what you're thinking. Uh, yes. Um, 
I had a, a, a problem uh, uh, a long while ago it was, uh, with my family. Okay. Um, my wife had uh, two, uh, one niece and, uh, and, uh, and her daughter, which were teenagers at the time. And then uh, um, uh, they have, they, one of them, Denise, was having problems with her mom. Mm-hmm. And my wife felt like uh, we needed to help her. So I just uh, took it out of my heart and said, okay, let's bring her in into our house and, and help her out. Maybe she'll, she'll do better with us. And, and then uh, later on, uh, a few months later, uh, her uh, daughter came from a, a different country and lived mm-hmm. with us in, at, at the house. Okay. And then um, after that, he, her sister was uh, having a, a whole lot of issues and and feeling sick and things like that. So mm-hmm. I, I, my wife uh, talked to me about it, and I felt like we needed to help her too. So oh my. we brought her into the house, okay. and, and, and I even went over to a different state and, and help her out uh, bringing her stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. But then later on, I uh, I, I started, um, you know, acting as a uh, parent okay. to, to the two kids. And and whenever they would do something bad, I would, you know, try to uh, 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 tell them not to do it, but in sure. a nice way, you know. Sure. And, and then uh, How old they, are they? they didn't like it and they... Uh, they were 16 and 15 at the time. Oh, yeah, they're teenagers. They didn't like being corrected by you. So what happened? They made up a, they made up a story about me pulling one of them over to the uh, uh, room to talk to her and telling her that uh, I was in love with uh, my wife's sister. Oh, boy. Okay. And, yeah, and, w- and then one of them uh, went as far as saying uh, that um, – Oh no! One, the other one, my wife's uh, uh, daughter, went as far as uh, uh, going into messaging me and 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 uh, make fun of me and just tell me nasty things and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and sometimes she would see me coming in the uh, house and she'll be laughing at me. So I told my wife that I couldn't take that. Uh, can we? Uh, What'd your wife say? Uh, you, oh, she didn't believe it. Uh huh. Did she? Did y'all? Did you confront the girl, and did y'all bring it out into the light? Uh, yes, and they said, no, it is true. And the problem was that for some reason, her um, her sister has a, a, I don't know what kind of a thinking, but she said uh, she she believed it. Okay. And then, uh, uh, and then uh, we went on as far as uh, not talking to each other and everything, and then I told my, my wife, uh, you need to uh, tell your uh uh, your daughter that meant her to uh, go live with her dad, uh-huh. and uh, your niece and your and your sister should find a place to live and 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 go. And and, so, and would your wife say to that? Yes. And, yes, she did. Yes, okay. she did say yes. And then, but now they went back into the to, into our lives, and and they're like. Uh, they still do some, but they don't live with you anymore, right? Bad-looking things. No, they do some bad okay. things still, and talk about other people and things like that, and and they still create problems. Sure. Well, let's jump. Let and me jump in here in, into our lives. Yeah, let me jump in here. A couple things. First of all, I, I'm proud of you. I'm giving you a hand clap right now because you got them out of your house, okay? You're the man of the house, and they're acting like that. They need to go. You got them out of the house. So I applaud you 
for that. The second thing I would just say is uh, you and your wife's relationship has to be so tight that you can say to her, listen, I don't want you hanging out with them a lot. I know you got to hang out with them sometimes because they're your friends and your family members and, and things of that sort, but I don't want you hanging out with them a lot because they have a negative influence. Other than that, if they have negative and bad behavior, who cares? As long as they're not affecting your life, all right? Don't let them sure. back in as long as they're not affecting your life. But it's your house. You have the rules. Yes, I, I was uh, because my wife was telling me, you know, you're a Christian. You should you should uh, excuse them and let them back. And I was like, I, I, I can forgive yeah. them. I, I yeah. don't have a problem with that. But they got to come and say and say, yeah, that has nothing to do we, with we lied about it. Yep. And, it has nothing to do with uh, you being a Christian. It has to do uh, with them being uh, obedient to your rules and being honest. And uh, they have another shelter. So they're good to go until they come and and repent of what they did, you're right. Uh, you can forgive them. It doesn't mean that you have to let them live with you. So you're on the right track. So let me just encourage you and affirm you for the decision that you're making. And uh, But continue to tr love on your wife so she doesn't get separated from you because of the drama in her family. Okay? Yeah. All right. Blessings to you, Avil, from Rockville. Thanks for calling. Let me go to Gaithersburg and talk to Nat, who's on the line. Hi, Nat. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yourself? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling me, my friend. What are you thinking today? Uh, what I'm thinking is uh, you have uh, you have used a, uh, a, a, a template out of the Bible, but you seem to have included a lot of worldly scenarios yeah. <laughs> where, where you expect to use it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how the yeah, Word of God works, fun. right? <laughs> Spiritual well, principles uh, in a natural know, environment, is, and it's always uh, always a struggle, isn't it? How do I take God's Word, and, and then how do I uh, – it takes wisdom to know how to use it in a, in a worldly situation, doesn't it? It sure does. It sure does. And, and, you know, we can only, or at least in my opinion, we can only expect uh, limited results uh, once we get outside the church, mm, mm. because yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the world yeah. doesn't subscribe. Yeah, no, you're right. To, you're to right on that. But I like 15. I like the way you put it, though. Limited results. I mean, I do think God's word works no matter what. But at the same time, sure, people can. have to have to receive it. If they don't receive it, and they act a fool. You're absolutely right. Sometimes those results could be could be limited. And yet we're still obedient to it. But you make a good point. So our yeah. expectations, and I'm glad you said it, Nat, because otherwise somebody may hear this and the expectation is it's going to work like magic. <laughs> and you and I know it doesn't always do that, right? And we know better than that, don't we? Yeah, we do, my friend. <laughs> we do, especially if we live long All enough, right? right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hey. Uh, so uh, uh, I, I, that was the only, the only point that I wanted to make. It's a good one. No, it's a, it's a good Have one. A blessed day. I receive it. It's a good one, brother. Thanks for hanging out with me today, okay? Sure thing. Uh, Take care. That's Nat from Gaithersburg. It's such a good point, too, right? You want to live out God's word. You want that word to work. Uh, and sometimes, you know, it doesn't always work the way we want it to work. But his word, when he sends it out, will accomplish what it was sent to do. It may look different, but God's word will work. I'll be right back. Thank you.
How would you like to renovate your entire home without having to open your checkbook or liquidate your 401k? Hey, everyone, this is Brian. And this is Mike of Fellowship Home Loans. Get that kitchen you've always wanted. Renovate that master bedroom without going broke and create the dream house you've always wanted and actually make money while doing it. In some cases, you can actually have a six-month break in making your mortgage payment. As a direct lender, we will hold your hand through every step of the way and make your dream house a reality. If you want to find out more about whether or not you qualify for a 203k loan, call us today at 800-804-SAVE or visit fellowshiphomeloans.com. That's 800-804-SAVE or fellowshiphomeloans.com. Fellowship Home Loans, mortgage lending guided by Christian principles. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. Hi friends, Tom Lewis for Cross International. Hey, this is a big month to save almost 2,000 children. How many kids can you save? Where? The country is Guatemala, the fourth hungriest nation on the globe. Children rescued every day that are facing malnutrition and starvation at alarming levels. We need your help to provide food for 2,000 additional rescued children before the end of the year. We're hoping that we can get that covered just in the next few days. 888-257-4255 is the phone number to call. How can you help? A $39 one-time gift feeds one of these children for a full year. Gives them the nutrition, gives them hope, and the hope of Christ. 888-257-4255. How many kids can you help? Help as many as possible. 888-257-4255 or on the web at wava.com. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit Andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's Andersonspeaks.com. 
And thank you very much for your donations and your love and support. We've been talking today about navigating relational conflicts. And we said step one is if your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. That's step one, privately. Step two, if that doesn't work, then take two or three others. Pray about who to bring if they're part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And hopefully there uh, you will win your brother. It's over once you've gone from private conversation to private conference. He or she repents. It's done. Leave it alone. Move on. But then if it doesn't work, if you have limited results, like my last caller said, then uh, it goes further. Uh, It says in verse 17, if he refuses to listen to them, uh, tell it to the church. Uh, that means, you know, you go to the church. Uh, if they're in the church anyway, uh, you go to the church leadership. It depends on how the church works. It could be a small church. You go to the whole church. It could be a large church. Maybe you go to your small group. Maybe you go to your ministry leader. But someone that represents the leadership of the church. Don't bring every uh, concern to your church leaders. But if you've worked through conflict and you just can't seem to uh, get resolved after all of these steps, then Bring it to church leadership and deal with it there. If even the church's leadership is not listened to, then it gives a fourth and final step, and this is the hard one. It says if he refuses to listen to if he refuses to listen to the church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. In other words, treat him like an unbeliever. Uh, so if they're going to act like an unbeliever and they're not going to, then treat him like one. And what does that mean? You still love unbelievers. All right, so it's not like you uh, now you get get to be mean to the person. No, how would you treat an unbeliever? You treat him lovingly, you treat him caringly, but you don't uh, integrate them into the business and the family of the church as if they're in fellowship with the Lord. Uh, okay, and so uh, in other words, the fourth and final step really is uh, a relational adjustment. So first step is pri- you know go to them and show them their fault. Uh, in private. Second one, a private conference. Pray and bring a couple others with you. Third, if that doesn't work, take it to the church leadership. And fourth, if it still doesn't work after that, after all those meetings and after all those tries of trying to bring reconciliation, then treat them as if they're not even walking with the Lord. Don't expect uh, them to just turn. But when you have that fourth step relational adjustment, it's that disfellowship. It's that not being invited to uh, to the very thing that uh, creates the koinonia and the fellowship between you and the other brethren that should cause some pain in the heart uh, of the other person so they realize they're on the outside and they really miss being on the inside. And sometimes that's the pressure that will then bring them to a place where they do repent. All right. We call that church discipline. All right, let's pray together. Lord, we do thank you that you do help us with some rules, with some guidelines, with some principles where we can uh, interact and navigate relational conflicts. I pray for my listeners that they're able to take this wisdom and live it in their lives as well as me and myself. In Jesus' name we pray. Together everyone said amen and amen. Help your children. The side of the road. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.